I know I know the grip I got on the youth. I know it. Like, and a lot of people do know it, but I know the influence more so than just the grip I got on them. And to be able to do anything I can to make sure that they making their mama life easier, because I ain't make my mama life that easy. Yeah. So I know how important that stuff is, the little stuff is. So any way I can give back, give any type of knowledge or anything, that's what I feel like is most important. Because, you know what I'm saying, right now, I might not be some of these kids' favorite rapper, but 20 years, 10 years from now, they're going to be like, that nigga was talking that shit. Like, he really, he really cared for the upbringing. He really cared for the youth. That's what his main concern was. And, um, yeah. And, and you got a big platform. Yeah, I, I gotta ask you, but like, um, and I don't know if it's too personal, but what what was the bridge that changed? Man, I ain't gonna lie, I was just in my lowest. I just realized a lot of stuff I was doing was out of pocket. Was out of pocket. Tap in. Tap in. Tap in. Tap in. Tap in with T.T. Torres. Tap in with T.T. Torres. Tap in with T.T. Torres. And Ali Chopper. Let's talk about him because I was a little apprehensive about him at first. And my cousin, who actually works in their camp, he's from Harlem, and he kept telling me about this kid like... He's the next best thing. And, you know, you have to be on his right. You got to put him on your radar and all of these things. And I'm like, okay, cuz, whatever, whatever. So I go to L.A. I, I want to say I'm in L.A. for Grammy weekend. And I'm at this party. And my cousin comes. And he's with Inali Chapa. And we just bump into each other at the party. And he introduces me to him. And he was the nicest kid on the planet immediately fell in love with his energy. So I'm like, okay, cuz, I'm going to pay attention to him. When we get back to New York, I promise you, we'll do something. Long story short, pandemic happened. And we didn't get to have a sit-down interview at first. But we sat down on Zoom. And I was kind of, like, nervous about interviewing him over Zoom because I know, like, his generation of artists just don't really do well with interviews if they haven't been media trained because they're more you know internet guys so when it's actually comes to conversating with people it's hard for a lot of them but surprisingly it wasn't hard for him and we had such a great conversation i got to know so much about him just his smartness his ability to um you know, change his life around and eat clean and like just so much knowledge for such a young person that I literally said he's probably of his generation, one of my favorite people to talk to because he has so much depth to him that sometimes people don't get to see because they just see, you know, videos or whatever is put online. But he was amazing. So I did two interviews with him, one via Zoom and then the second one live in person. And the same energy he gave me on the Zoom, the same energy that he gave me live in the studio, but yet a more mature version. And of course, we have more things to talk about, like his kids and him having another baby. And like I said, 
he has so much depth to him and he's a very smart guy and I can talk to him for days. So this is my NLE Chopper interview with DJ Bobby Trends. Check it out. Tap in. Tap in. Mr. C. Mr. C. Step swimming. Jadakiss. EPMD. Eric B. and Rakim. Method Man and Red Man. Lord Tariq and Peter Guns. Yours truly the curator, the lit digital DJ, Funk Flex on the set. Hosted by Nessa, Ebro, Peter Rosenberg, and Laura Stale. 30th anniversary of Summer Jam. 30% off right now. This offer ends at midnight on Sunday. Tickets at Ticketmaster.com. Oh, you thought we wasn't going to get it right? He's on fire. Tapping with T.T. Torres. All right, it's Hot 97, number one for hip-hop. It's T.T. Torres. Bobby Trent shaking the block on a Friday. On a Friday night, and yeah. it is a takeover with our special guest, N.L.E. Chopper, back to the He's show. The building. Yay! The building. Um, the last time we spoke, it was via Zoom in the height of the pandemic. So I wasn't there for that 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 day. That was one of the days that I missed yes. for whatever reason. But so you farm? Yeah, I be, I've tried to get into it. Um, it was like around the time a snowstorm had came through. It had knocked like a lot of the plants I was forming, trying to grow. Okay, it had knocked them out because I ain't had nobody to cover it up. Are you a vegan? Yeah, I'm vegan too. Mm-hmm. That's right. A friend of mine cooked something for you from out here one time. Oh, was it art? Yeah, that's my from boy. Jersey City. Yeah, he too. Old. Yeah, he's yeah. he's been trying to cook for me too. He t- he showed me. I he's didn't, vegan, I didn't realize. by the way. Oh, yeah, I'm vegan. I'm yeah. alkaline. Yeah. Alkaline, yeah, alkaline. Yeah, that's, that's what's up, is. man. Yeah, that, it be yeah. hitting different. It hit, we got different energy right now, too, me and you, yeah. just because of that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's big. I'm trying. I'm pescatarian. <laughs> I'm trying to get 100 percent vegan. But it's hard. I don't do the dairy. You want to know what's funny? Everybody say that, though. Like when yeah, I, they be like, yeah, I'm not that, vegan, right? but I'm pescatarian. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> I bit- feel like it's like the path to vegan. It's like, okay, in my brain, right? It's like, okay, yeah. it's a healthier version, but it's not right. vegan. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You, you, you know, I mean, I'm sure you follow Dr. Savy. Mm-hmm. He says, if you got a head, you can't eat it. Yeah, for right. sure. So he it doesn't matter if it's that. a fish, a cow, a chicken, yeah. you know what I'm saying? What, like, type, of, what type of seafood but, will you resonate with? But I, I understand I do, where you're coming from, too, because I only do, like, snapper, whole snappers. Um, <laughs> I do um, sole. I like sole. Um, I try to do, like, um, whole grains and, like, um, 
What's that? Um, what's that? Is it pea pea pasta, chick chickpea pasta, stuff like that? So I've been experimenting with all mm-hmm. different. I do the um, I like to make my um vegetarian lasagna with this the vegan sausages and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and carrots and. Yeah. I mean, it's just you for sure doing right. You, it's um, a journey. You yeah. get though for sure. It's just I ain't gonna lie with seafoods though. Like a lot of the fish, they carry so much. So many parasites and stuff too at the same time, and um, they real high in mercury. That's not good for the body, also. So, yeah. I'm saying, but anything, any type of any type of thing you do to challenge yourself is always better because it's just letting you know, like, boom, you can't challenge yourself to do certain things. Like, mm-hmm. so when people do say that pescatarian, you don't never knock them down for it because no. at the end of the day, to them. To that person, it's a change. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's exactly, because a, a big, majority big of my family is obese. They're big people, mm-hmm. yeah. and I grew up very poor. And I think when you're from this environment, they don't put a lot of resources in the hood, farming yeah, and sure. stuff yeah. like that. And so my, we had like it's the trap. We had pork and beans and franks every night. We had like ramen noodles. And stuff like that. And and I feel like, and it's so expensive to eat right, you know? And now, just looking at my mom, she in her 60s, and she got a lot of health issues. And I know that's from diet. And my father-in-law, he's 93. And we completely, he completely changed over his diet. And so, it has no health issues. So, it's like, it's also a, a systemic um, issue in our communities. It's definitely systemic. Also informational because uh, something you said, a lot of people think that it's expensive to eat that way. When it it, it is, if you're gonna eat out, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. the restaurants expensive, right? Yeah, that's what I was about to hit on too. Yeah. Also, like I feel like with being vegan or alkaline, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? That's where discipline plays a part in it anyway, because yeah. the immune system is not made to eat like three meals a day anyway. Mm-hmm. You're really supposed to eat like one meal a day at the safest. You're honestly supposed to eat like once every few days, like every three days you eat a meal, like have a big meal in moderation. Um, I implement fasting a lot because um, I just know like the same way I have a brain up here, it's the same way you got a brain and immune system that tell you when to use the restroom or when you have to Absolutely. throw up or stuff like that. So... You know what I'm saying? So you you got do intermittent fasting. Yeah, I do yeah. fasting. I be trying to do it a lot while I'm on the road, which is be it be kind of harder because I'm moving up, moving up. But when I'm settled, I'm implementing fasting. And mom be like, you skinny enough? I'm like, it ain't fuck to lose weight. Yeah. It's for like, yeah, she be looking out. 60 yeah. and 70, I'm going to still look yeah. this way. I'm going to still You're gonna still look good. Yeah. Yeah, I love that about you. I liked you more from my last interview, man. I felt like you are maturing as a person and as an artist like when you first came out you know when I would watch your videos you know it was just all turned up 24 7 and I see your transition as a person as well as an artist and I know that's probably kind of been or maybe it hasn't a hard transition for your fans how have they been taking this new person that you have become uh, in the beginning, they was kind of uh, uptight with me. They was like, wait, you ain't dropping no more no more murder music or stuff like that. You know, that's how they took it because at the end of the day, that's the part they knew. That's how they know me. That's how they was introducing me. And the first impression is what I'm saying lives with a person longer than anything. So, um, but that was at a time where I was still trying to find myself. I've implemented balancement in my lifestyle to know, like, it's cool. It's okay to venture off and get them what they want sometimes. 
but also give them what they need. So that's what all I've been working on is like balancement, like separating entertainment from my real life. Like in real life, I ain't, I ain't out here trying to do none of that stuff that I rap about no more. No, it'll be crazy with the mm-hmm. position I'm in. Mm-hmm. I got two, I got a daughter and a son on the way. So congratulations. Yeah, thank you. It'd be crazy to be living, you know what I'm saying, what I'm rapping. But it's okay to sometimes give them that because at the end of the day, that's you just being grateful for how you came up. Yeah. Treating your dark and using your dark for light. But that's important. Like, I really hope people watching this video understand what you're saying. A lot of people don't. But it's they have to because we're at a time and culture where your generation is dying mm-hmm, for sure so. rapidly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Here in New York, we have a problem with the drill, with the killing music, and they really feel like they have to live what they're rapping about. And these kids, particularly here in New York, the last, I don't know if you've heard, have been crazy, wilding, shooting each other, killing each other. Yeah, I'm hip. I'm hip on the New York scene for sure. And it's like, I love the fact that you are speaking about it. Because, like, me, trends, you know, people that have been in this game for a long time, they don't want to hear that shit from us. They like, yeah, all right, cool. You know what I'm saying? But you using your influence and your platform to say, yo, I make music about this, but my life is this. But at the same, I just feel like, like at the same time, as I'm saying, like in my past, like this, there was the stuff I was doing. Like, you know, this is how I was acting. That's how, there's a lot of shit I rapped about. I either seen, did, or will do. So like, I feel like that's where a lot of people just get caught up in their mix from. Like, I just feel like it's cool to a certain extent. Like, boom, it's, it's never cool, but like, if, it, if that's your environment, if that's what you living through, you know what I'm saying? And you don't know no other way, you know, you got to do what you do. But once you get in the shoes I'm in, in the position I'm in, where you can change everybody's life around you, I mean, yeah, rap about it, but don't always be invested into that. Create balancement. I feel like that's one of the things that's going to separate me from a lot of the people in the generation that I rap with. I'm saying no disrespect or anything. I just feel like that's what's going to put me in that category that's, like, untouchable because at the end of the day, I know I know the grip I got on the youth. I know it. Like, and a lot of people do know it, but I know the influence more so than just the grip I got on them. And to be able to do anything I can to make sure that they making their mama life easier, because I ain't make my mama life that easy. Yeah. So I know how important that stuff is, the little stuff is. So any way I can give back, give any type of knowledge or anything, that's what I feel like is most important. Because, you know what I'm saying, right now, I might not be some of these kids' favorite rapper, but 20 years, 10 years from now, they're going to be like, that nigga was talking that shit. Like, he really, he really cared for the upbringing. Yeah. He really cared for the youth. That's what his main concern was. And, um, yeah. And, what, and you got a big platform. Yeah, I, I gotta ask you, but like, um, and I don't know if it's too personal, but what wh- what was the bridge that changed? Man, I ain't gonna lie. I was just in my lowest. I just realized a lot of stuff I was doing was out of pocket. I shouldn't have been doing. Um, right. I was a billion streams up, still doing stuff behind guns and stuff. Like it right. wasn't. It just wasn't right to me, and I knew it wasn't right to myself. And it got to the point I questioned everybody around me, like. Right. You know what I'm saying? I look at it like, damn, how niggas letting me go out here and yeah. be the nigga on the front line when yeah. 
know what I'm saying? Y'all are supposed to be here first by me. Yeah. I just analyze my situation, my circle, and at the end of the day, I analyze myself because that's all that matters in the end. Mm-hmm. And I ain't gonna lie, I was just at my lows. I, it got to the point to where I wanted, I ain't want to be here no more. It was like your soul felt different. Yeah, your soul like, felt different. My soul wasn't really there. Yeah, yeah. I, I was like, started to feel dark, but, but yeah, also dark. Like, yeah. so did you become a vegan before that or no? After, after. everything happened, like the whole transition happened after. But I you just, know why I ask? You know why I ask? Why you say that? Because the energy. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like that. that. Oh, I always just, you know, <laughs> there was just, I was young. I was 16, yeah. so. Of yeah. course, the energy was going to be there more so, but it's like throughout the years when I really got introduced in the industry, like a lot of people, if you really follow me, it was like me, you would see like my energy just wasn't the same. It was yeah. just getting real. It felt like, you know what I'm saying? When you get a fruit and you just suck all the fucking juice out of mm-hmm. it, it feel dried up. Mm-hmm. So in the midst of all that, I realized why I was going through what I was going through. Cause like I said, a prayer to God, I made an oath with him before I blew. Mm-hmm. And, um, not only did I have a strong relationship with him, I was able to really make an oath yeah. with him. Yeah. And um, I told him, I said, um, Love that. yeah, on me, I was like, put me in a position to where I can be in this negative energy of this music industry, but make an impact. But and make an impact. And that's that. God's favor. For sure. Same you know, like that, <laughs> not to get deep, but you got to know, sometimes God put a favor over your life yeah, and you yeah. don't really understand it at the time. And you have to go through the darkness to right. see and understand the favor he has over your life, man. And you may not understand it when you're young, you're 16. Then all of a sudden you get in this position, the money start coming exactly. and your life start changing. Right. And you question it like, damn, why me? Mm-hmm. And then you don't really know. But then God will send little things your way to continue that. Like, you're like, sometimes you think, all right, this is just coincidence. And then he do something else that surprises you. And you're like, nah, like something really going on. Top 97, Summer Jam, 30th anniversary, June 2nd, UBS Arena. Hold on. Sexy Red, French Montana, DeVito, Roller Brook, Cash Cobain, Bass Swag, Doja Cat. Foreign. 41 Kyle Rich, Jet Carter, Tata, Chef G is home, baby, Sleepy Hollow, Connie Diamond, 310 Baby, Celebrity Host, Ice Spice and A Boogie, Big Daddy Kane will be celebrating the life of the finisher, Mr. C, Mr. C, Step Swimming, Jadakiss, EPMD, Eric B and Rakim, Method Man and Red Man, Lord Tariq and Peter Guns, yours truly the curator, the lit digital DJ, Funk Flex on the set, hosted by Nessa, Ebro, Peter Rosenberg and Laura Stow, 30th What's crazy was like, it was, um, when I was in the middle, like after I made that oath with him, I told him, like, put me in this position and I'm gonna change. I'm gonna make sure everything good. Like a few weeks later, I blew up. I ended up blowing up. I went through like the toughest week of my life before I blew up. And, um, I just realized once I blew up that God was working for me, but that's when the devil started working Mm -hmm. overtime. He implemented stuff like money, you know what I'm saying? Jewelry. Drugs, women, women, all the stuff that I wanted, but nothing I needed. Mm-hmm. And that's when through the whole process of me blowing up, that's when I, I felt at my lows because I had everything I wanted, but nothing mm-hmm. I needed. 
And it was just this one day I sent a prayer to him. I'm like, Heavenly Father, why I feel this way? Why, why, like, just why this question? I'm like, what's going on? Like, what is it I'm doing wrong? Well, I got everything. Why I feel this way? And uh, he came to me as myself because I feel like this is what God does. He don't come to you as this holy yeah. dude. Yeah. Like, he come to you as you. He like, my nigga, you remember that prayer you said? And he was like, you ain't been living by that prayer. And after that day, like the next day, I said I was going to do better. And I found meditation. And that's what opened up my whole mind and everything. And ever since then, I've just been living. Trying to be on the same path for that prayer. Uh, that over mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, I, I love that. Uh, let's just give that a round of applause for a second. <laughs> I, I love that. It brings so wow. much joy to my spirit yeah. to see that and to know fun. that, you know, you can have the best of both worlds, man, if you just give it the right, the right balance, yeah, sure. you know? Yeah. Um, let's talk about some of the things you're doing. Um, Cause I love the messaging you're putting out with women. I know people saw the headlines, Nelly Chopper making a BBL yeah. pill yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. But but take all jokes aside, there are a lot of women, especially young girls, who aspire to just look like what they see on Instagram. You know, and they think, okay, let me go get some injections. Let me go up to the boogie down and, and get the girl from the hair salon. I know mad chicks that, that did that. And I used yeah. to be like, girl, you wildin'. Like, you just gonna put them things in your butt and not yeah. know what's in there? I just feel like it, this day and age is different. Um, me and my, my baby mother was in Target and, um, came across a children's book. Like, um, and it was named something like, I don't like my body. Or wow. something like that. And and a girl and a little girl in the book ended up changing her body. Pretty much getting her body done with wow. the book. It was a children's book, like for for a first grader to read. Like Wow. You know what I'm saying? Really? Second grader. I swear to God, she um she took a picture of it. I'm uh I can show y'all afterwards. But it was like <laughs> in the chi- in the kids section. I was like, bro, that's crazy. And what a lot of people don't know within the surgeries, like for every three thousand of them, a person dies. Mm-hmm. And and it's more than three thousand mm-hmm. that happen a year. It's like over like damn near close to hundreds of thousand surgeries that happen a year. So imagine how many people die mm-hmm. a year off that. And I just wanted to be the person to do something natural, give a natural product to make sure that happens for people that want that. Because at the end of the day, people glorifying an African body. Yeah. Saying? So if you go to the roots of what the African do, Africans do to get that body, I feel like. I'm saying that's the best way you can help. So is it is it in progress? Is it is you um, growing? I got I got three main ingredients. It's one fen- fennel, another is fennel Greek, and one of them is acne powder. Acne powder is what creates like the thickness inside of it. Um, I feel like I just need one more ingredient. I um work with a herbalist also to make sure like if we can even improve something or if we should take something out. So. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's just be me and my boy Lifewave. He, um, he, he a real good dude. And we just go back and forth, piggyback to see what we can do to make it better and better. Um, but it's pretty much there. It's there. Okay. Yeah. Bring some samples the next time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm going to try a little samples out there. Get a little, get these lower hips cracking over here. <laughs> Let's get these lower <laughs> hips going on over here. And Ellie Chopper's in the building, everybody. Let's talk about the music. So on um, Instagram, you said you wanted to put this song out, but you didn't want people to think yeah. that it was about NBA Young Boy, yeah, right? Or just a diss in or general. Or just a diss in general. Is there beef there? 
Um, no, nah, I don't be for nobody. Like I said, I live in peace. I live in love. I'm saying it's it's never nothing with me. Yeah. So when his fans run come up to you, because I know I saw that video circulating, you handled it pretty yeah. pretty good. I mean, it wasn't his fan. That's that's what people took it as, because one of the people that was recording after the fact made it seem like that. But initially, he was a fan of mine. That's how he came on. He just felt I was ignoring him. But I had earphones in. Nobody really. I keep earphones in because like I like to just. I don't know. I just like to listen to music or. I'm listening or I'm on the phone, you know, mm-hmm. anything. So initially, I believe he came up to me trying to ask me, like, was I in L.E.? And by the time I pulled out my earphones, mm-hmm. he was like, he was like, yo, you in L.E.? He was like, why you acting scared? And I said, what? And that's the first thing I'm hearing after put, pulling out my earphones. I was like, scared. And he just, he just jumped at me in a way. And then that's when I just went that way. So, like, before anything even happened, like, I was... I wasn't by myself, but I was walking back to my people. And yeah. I was like, I'm going to just go and get it popping right now because right. I feel like that's the energy I'm receiving. So, you know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, he, was, he probably a fan of his music, but it was never like, oh, I'm a fan of him. I'm going yeah. to fuck with you. It was initially he wanted a picture, I believe. And mm. I was really about to try to nip it in the bud. I'm like, bro, I was about to say, like, I ain't hear you. I had my earphones in, like, try to de-escalate everything but he jumped at me like I'm like what the fuck like, <laughs> yeah taking I'm like, off I'm like damn this nigga nuts is to his knees I'm like this shit is crazy and but. it's gotta be hard for you guys on the road and stuff cause y'all can't even take a shit without somebody no. having a camera in your face <laughs> you know you can't even pick a booger out your nose without somebody <laughs> wanting to put that on videotape especially you because you're so viral your music is so um viral streaming numbers are crazy and stuff like that and you kind of had your entryway as an independent artist and you know majors was fucking with you because of the buzz you had on the internet and because how big your streams are um sometimes does that get a little bit annoying like sometimes you just want the cameras to just not be on you. Hell yeah! yeah. Like, <laughs> matter of fact, after that video, I after that um after that little fight, man, I knew I handled business. At the end of the day, I knew I knew what I did was 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 um I stand on ten on my end. But at the end of the day, I don't like the energy. Like, yeah. I just don't like it. So when I was walking, I was walking with them, bro. I prayed. I'm like Heavenly Father, please don't let this shit get out on the internet. I just don't. I just don't feel like dealing with it. Yeah. <laughs> that motherfucker went out, though. I was like, shit, probably it was just already happened. But I just, a lot of the times, yeah, I do feel that way. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Niggas just want to be low-key. I try to be low-key a lot of the times. That's why I probably keep a hoodie on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But that's the life I'm living. But don't get it twisted. I will punch you in your face man, and no, ask God to forgive me later. Man, like, for real, you gotta be like that. A lot of uh-huh. shit. I don't be trying. I don't be searching for nothing. Yeah, it come find me. Yeah, uh, every time. Like that's why I said when God for them bless you, the devil work overtime. Like to piggyback off when I said like the week before I blew, I was going through one of the toughest weeks, and I ended up blowing up with Shadow Flow. Um, this week has been very similar, and I got yeah. a project coming out. Yeah. Like, this has been one of my toughest weeks for sure. Yeah, and but I that's a, where that um meditation comes in, right? Meditation, but like deeper than that, I just feel like that's where the blessings come in. Mm. Um, cause like somebody said something to me like, that, for a diamond to be created, it takes like a lot of pressure and heat. Mm-hmm. 
And I just feel like I'm that diamond right now that's being created because it's been a lot of pressure and heat. Yeah, it's been <laughs> so, a lot of pressure and heat and a lot of rumors out there, mm-hmm. you know, that mm-hmm. circulating on the internet about you. And, you know, I'm glad to know that, you know, there's no beef on you and it's all nah, love. It, with me, no, for sure. Like, it's yeah. nothing like that, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, type person I am, you can't beef with me because I am my enemy. You know what I'm saying? The beef is you. You know what I'm saying? How you react, how you move. That's the beef. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's never the other person. You your own enemy. Me versus me. I love that. Mm-hmm. I, let's talk about one of my favorite freestyles from you was the spot him, got him. Yeah, beatbox. Oh, my beatbox. God. So, yeah. Out of all the freestyles that dropped, that beatbox one, <laughs> you mean. ate. Appreciate that. Thank <laughs> you. Like, you walked on that beat to the <laughs> point. Like, let me tell you, my son, you know, he's playing with learning how to DJ. And I heard him play it, and then he running it back. And I'm like, that sound like NLE Chopper, but damn, he really eating on this joint. That's son's DJs, by the way. <laughs> 10 years old, right? Yeah. That's crazy. Bro. And so um, he kept playing it back, and I'm like, hold up, wait a minute. Like, <laughs> <laughs> DJ Matt. <laughs> but sometimes, no, I could hear stuff from him, and I put it on the radio, because I'm like, nah, if he's playing it back like that, it's got to be he's something there. Like, with the youth that yeah. I need to be on top of. But, like, tell me about that freestyle. Like, did that just come off the dome? Because it just oh. felt like you went in a booth and became Superman with that freestyle. <laughs> See, that's the thing with a lot of my new music that I've been working on I right now. I pen and pad. I don't never go in a studio unprepared. I listen to the beat. I write it all the way through. And uh, I just go to the mic and I rap it while looking at like My energy is like, yo. Yeah. My energy is like, yo. Yeah. Um... I just feel like, honestly, I feel like that's what, it's, it's with me being on a sober mind that allows me to have the patience to write a song all the way through and paint a picture. Oh. So I feel like that's what I was doing before I blew up. That's why I'm in the position I am because I actually sat down and wrote a song. So mm. I've been writing all my music since like I went sober. I've been writing all my music and um, it's just been crazy. I got like harder stuff in the vault than that. So like Really? You know, so the there's new project that you're dropping. I wrote I wrote every song but two. Wow. And, and you, who, you delayed it, right? Mm-hmm. I, I I'm dropping it this Friday. Yeah, because of mm-hmm. Young Dolph. I, yeah, I saw yeah, out sure. of respect for him mm-hmm. you wanted to delay the album. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How's everybody in Memphis holding up with that whole situation? I know it was hard. Um, the the week it happened, it was tough for a lot of people. Um, I wasn't even in the city. Like after I heard that, I was like, "This not type of environment I want to be in." I was in LA for like three weeks, and um, when I came back, the energy felt different. Cause like, like I said, I'm an empath. When shit happened like that, you feel it in the air. Yeah. Like it ain't about no peers or nothing. You just when I hop off a plane, when I go back to Memphis, I just take a deep breath in and I know like everything that's going on. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a hot week. Like everybody dying. Just off me taking a deep breath and just smelling everything in yeah, the air. Yeah, feel, and feeling that <laughs> energy. Feel yeah. It, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Was he somebody that you um looked up to or admired the music? Because I know um, and you're, yeah, he's like an OG to you guys. Yeah, yeah. he's an OG. I've seen him a few times. We never really like built a relationship personally. But, um... I always admire everybody work who's like ahead of me in a way, in a sense, yeah. especially like with the independence thing, you know, st- little stuff like that. And um, yeah, for sure. I look up to anybody that's doing well and that's on the um, path that I want to be on or you know what I'm saying a path that I want to 
get going or similar to. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So let's let's go back to that pen and pad thing for a minute because I think that's um the art of writing is a gift yeah. in itself. Sure. Um, to be able to think of those punchlines and metaphors and and stuff like that. And I love going into the studio with an artist and I see them with the old school pen and pad because yeah, I know they. I know they about to really get it in. They're not in their phone yeah. typing because they want to scratch out the lines yeah. and like. When I be in the studio. I think the artists be looking at me crazy. Everybody <laughs> be looking at me crazy. Like I just did a song with um Herbo and Polo G a few weeks ago. Um, Polo know that I write that I write my raps, but uh, I just feel like everybody else in the room is looking like this nigga really just pulled out a whole journal <laughs> and started writing. And like, I don't know. I went in and I killed it, though. They was like, God damn, he smoked it. Like, you know. Yeah. You walked on that um that um spot em, got em joint and walk em down too. I like that record. Yeah, yeah. I freestyled that one. That was hard. Yeah, that one that was really hard. But that was like a for single, even though it was a freestyle. It was a joint that we were rocking on the radio. No, me, I feel like walk em down. Walk em down. My favorite drop. To yeah. this date, like my favorite song. Because when I, I beat them on, like, welcome yeah, down. Like, you just hit that joint. <laughs> oh, God. It yeah. resonates with everybody, too. I feel like that's one of my my rarest songs that can resonate with somebody that's 60 and then somebody that's three. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It, it just make you want to move and dance. Yeah. A feel good song. It, it's that, it's the combination of that Memphis soul mm-hmm. sound. If you, if you from Memphis, y'all have like a, um, it's like a, it's like a gospel. It's like a, mm-hmm. I don't really know how to say it, but they have like this soulfulness to the, the city. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what that, um, welcome down joint mm-hmm. gave me that, that vibe of like, you felt that joint. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> like you hit the drums in the church, like the pe- like, you know how you go <laughs> yeah. to churches in Memphis is like, like that, you know, yeah. who's producing, um, this joint with you? I'm not going to lie. Shout out to a producer I signed from Memphis. His name is, it's Beast by Draco. I call him Draco. Um, that man is he he crazy like with the beats. Like he produced Youngest to Do It and the other song Never Cuffer. And I think it was one more. But I'm just happy for him because since I first blew, he was sending beats to my pops. Like he was always sending wow. beats to my dad, and my dad used to be in the studio. He was like. I got this beat from this kid named Draco. You need to listen to it. Like, he's always <laughs> brush him out because at the end of the day he pop. I'm like, man. I'm like, bro, move, man. Like, you don't really know his, You don't really know what I like. That's how I'm thinking. I'm brushing him out, and um, he like, man. I'm telling you, man, it's good. And like, it was like a a year and a half. It was like a year later. I did one of his beats. It was called Step. The the, the song was stupid hard. It was off um 
the Cottonwood project I released. Uh-huh. But I still wasn't like just really like, hey, send me more Draco shit. I want never like that. And it came to the point to where Draco, he had got my number. I gave him my number one time and he used to just send me beats, flood them. I used to never listen to him. He used to wow. flood them. And one day I just said, man, I need some beats. And I started going through the beats and I listened to most of the beats that he sent me in the past and like the ones to now. I was like, yo, this nigga. You like, damn, like, I done wasted a whole year not listening <laughs> oh, man, to this. Like, <laughs> he hard. And I I told him, I'm like, man, I, I got a label. You know what I'm saying? I said, I signed three artists and I was going to sign two producers. Mm-hmm. But I made sure like he was the first producer I signed because like the work ethic he had, like if there was me or anybody else, somebody would have down there stopped sending you beats. Yeah. Like, all them beats yeah. you sent and you ain't stop. really working with them. Yeah. They would have probably stopped and he stuck with it like Sister. hard. And yeah, his work ethic, that. crazy. I don't seen this nigga make a beat with one earphone in his ear. Mm. The wow. other one broke hanging off his ear. <laughs> yeah. just, he, I'm, like, I'm like, my nigga, how's you getting a full feel <laughs> of one earphone? Like, like Yo, he, that's how Swiss Beats used to come to the radio station. I got a picture. I, I got to put this on Instagram one day. Swiss Beats used to come to the radio station mm-hmm. with just headphones in all the time. Yeah. And then when you interview him, he will have just one side. Like, he still listens mm-hmm. to the listen. beat, talking yeah. in between the bricks. And I used Passion. to be like, do you ever take mm-hmm. these headphones off? Every time yeah. I would see Swiss, he would have headphones on. Like, That's a true passion. producer. Yeah. That's real passion. I don't when, that's one thing I look for in anybody I'm working with. I was going to ask you, when you sign people to your label, you work with them, is that the number one thing you look for passion, is passion? A drive. Do you, are you going to bug me about being in the studio? Do you like how much you really want it? Like how? Yeah. And I look at passion and patience. Those two P's is yeah. very. You can't teach those. Yeah, for sure. It got to be You can't teach work ethic. You can't teach passion. Mm-hmm. And so you can't patience. teach patience. For sure. Because people think 10 years is an overnight success. They look up and they're like, dang, you know, you, but they don't realize you've been in it 10 years before mm-hmm. you see a little bit of success. Mm-hmm. You know? For real. I, I, I like the piece. It's passion, patience, persistence, prayer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. I like those four. Yeah, for sure. Powerful. That's hard. That's yeah. For me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You so, just came up with that. No, no, yeah. Nah, a pastor said that to me. Yeah, that's hard. Front. Yeah. Need, wow. I, I Repeat that. Me. We need to steal that. Patience, say, patience, prayers. prayer, persistence. What was the um you passion. said? Passion. 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 Patience, persistence, prayer. Yeah, I love that. I mm-hmm. love that. Those five so I'm curious. Um, so you have your daughter and then you have mm-hmm. your son on the way. Mm-hmm. What type of dad are you? Are you like mm-hmm. the soft hearted dad, mm-hmm. especially with a little girl? I'm gonna be like this, like I I want I want my, my kids to be my best friends. And I want them to be I want them, I want it to be fl- Man, I hate doing shit like that when you try to reverse shit. I don't ever say the words right. I want to be my kids' best friends, and I want my kids to be my best friend. Mm. If, if I said that right, because at the end of the day, I feel like developing a friendship with any situation, like with a girl or with, with your brother, your dad, developing a friendship before anything is what's important because they'll let you know anything. Yeah, yeah. They'll let you, they'll come to you about any problem. You know what I'm saying? Never be too hard on them because at the end of the day, it might be something that really burn them up and eat them up inside, but they scared to come they're to you scared. with it because they're not a friend. Yeah. So I just want to be, I just want to be best friends with my kids. Like yeah. not too serious, but letting them know the serious stuff is serious and never whooping them, but raising my voice a little bit <laughs> yeah. when they out of line. So like, you have one and one on the way? Yeah. I got, I got, I got a daughter and her, her name is Clover. And you know what's funny about my daughter? Oh, 
clover with the um, you know, the clover, the leaf is yeah. associated with being lucky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then my son on the way named him Seven. So I'm mm-hmm. just called him the Lucky Seven. <laughs> I'm like, come on, Lucky that. Seven. Little <laughs> <laughs> basketball team. Lucky Seven, come on, let's go to practice. But now I love that. You know, one of the things I always say as a parent is I don't want my son to fear me mm-hmm. to the point where he can't come to me mm-hmm. when things are difficult. Yeah, I want so. him to always be able to be like, you know what? I don't know how to navigate. Let me go ask my mom or my yeah. dad. I also want him to be his biggest advocate for himself Mm -hmm. and i think one thing's one thing that i learned growing up is like i never advocated for myself i let people put their projections on me and tell me even like a woman in this industry i used to allow people to say well she's just this Mm -hmm. or she's that and then you you put into this box that society has laid on you Mm -hmm. and so the one thing i try to teach my child is always be your biggest advocate even in school, even when the teacher may make you feel like you should be this in a respectful way, tell her why you shouldn't be this. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? It, even if you feel like you need a moment to step out of class to take a break, get a glass of water, or you feel a little overwhelmed, advocate for yourself and say, hey, I, this I'll get back to this. I need five minutes and yeah. that's okay. And so that's one thing I really try to teach my children. Yeah, for sure. That's... It, that's- that they are never, they are always, you know what I'm saying, have the utmost faith in themselves when they act like that or when they move like that. And so have confidence. That's, yeah, that's good. That's real good. I think in our communities, you know, we go out into the world, it's like they pit, they, they chip at our confidence, mm-hmm. you know, and tell us why we can't be. He's going to get it natural because be. he watches you. Yeah, true. You know, you're, you're his first teacher. So, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, he's going to get it. Yeah. He's strong already. I know DJ Matt <laughs> is strong. Listen, DJ but, Matt. You know, that's one of the things that as we're talking about kids that, you know, hopefully people watching, they could pick up and be like, you know what? You know, that's a, that's a good jewel. That's yeah. a good jewel. He right FaceTimes me. He just hits me up. He just like, <laughs> he FaceTime. Like, if he saw your number in my phone, I promise you, you would get a FaceTime for him. He'd be like, mom. That's Emily Chopper in your phone? Let's FaceTime him. Like, I got to meet him. We can FaceTime him. I'm like, Whatever. no, we just can't FaceTime these guys. Like, he loves it. Um, Listen, I really enjoyed speaking with you today. I could sit here and talk to you forever. Um, You're like one of my favorite people. Like, just in general, last time I talked to you, I'm like, I... I didn't know much about him, but I walked away from that interview like, I really like this kid. <laughs> like, I like him as a person. You have a lot of depth to you. And if you can aspire, like, what do you see for yourself five, ten years from now outside of just music, but just visualize what you want to become? What is um, it for you? It's just going to be some, I explain it as um, biblical. I can't really say the word, but y'all know what I'm trying to say, but biblical. Um, it's going to be, down the road, it's going to be something like the stuff I'm implementing, the stuff I'm doing behind the scenes, the stuff I'm working on with, when everybody sleep, the stuff I, I'm working on within myself when everybody sleep. Um, I just feel like it's going to run deeper than anything I ever put my energy on, like outside of music, like me as a person, what I do to encourage the shit I do to um help and heal. It's the two things I live by. I just feel like it's gonna that's what's gonna really set my career as a legend. That's what's gonna really that's what's gonna really move my career. Like it's deeper than music with me. It's just being like 
a helper and a healer. So I feel like 10 years, five years, I'm going to be a billionaire just out the simple fact I deserve it. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to be a billionaire out the simple fact I'm going to give back. I'm going to be a billionaire out the simple fact I know what I'm going to, I know the type of money I'm going to put into certain things that will help our communities, that will help, you know what I'm saying, us as a people, us as, um, I'm saying, black, melanin, mm-hmm. Latino, Hispanic, black whatever you make. Black people. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? And even like white people too. I love them people too. You know what yeah. I'm saying? We'll help them too, whoever need help. Yeah. Like, I'm but just, it's, uh, you're about building community yeah. and building wealth we, and generation. He said something powerful earlier because mm-hmm. he, he, he said that he was in a dark place mm-hmm. and it brought you to the light. Mm-hmm. And being in, you've been around certain things that like certain energies mm-hmm. and wondering why you're here. Yeah. I've been through the same thing, man, because I've been, you know, we've been in the music industry for a minute mm-hmm. and I've seen some things. I'm like, why am I here? Mm-hmm. I pray, but I pray about things, but then I'm still here. Why am I here? Yeah. And it's because he gave us uh, a voice. The platform to do. It's the platform to be popular yeah. so people can hear us and listen to us. Yeah, exactly. So that helping heal, you you hit me right here right yeah, now. Yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Because we're on the same vibe. Mm-hmm. I, I want to farm. You know what I'm saying? Like you, yeah. you growing stuff. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's crazy, but I appreciate you here today. No, and y- so y'all should connect on the farm. We need to talk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we, got, we already got a mutual friend, an <laughs> artist. So, you know, the, um, he could, as a cook. Wow. You know I'm like, oh, so, cook, cook. Nice. Not, I don't know him well yet. If you want to yeah. transition, I hit yeah. him. Okay. Like, yeah. He done been in my house cooking before. Yeah. So I trust him. He, he a real mm-hmm. good, he a real good yep. dude. Good, good. Well, I love it. And everybody, the project is out right now. Make sure you stream it. And um, Trend, you're going to get some I'm gonna stuff get some, on. I'm going to get all these joints on real quick. So. All right. It's NLE Chopper, everybody. It's a Friday night takeover. And thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, love, light, and everything beautiful for yes, you moving sir. forward. All right. It's Hot 97. for tapping in with me today it's tt and of course this is a hot 97 podcast Mr. C. Mr. C. Step swimming. Jadakiss. EPMD. Eric B. and Rakim. Method Man and Red Man. Lord Tariq and Peter Guns. Yours truly the curator, the lit digital DJ, Funk Flex on the set. Hosted by Nessa, Ebro, Peter Rosenberg, and Laura Stale. 30th anniversary of Summer Jam. 30% off right now. This offer ends at midnight on Sunday. Tickets at Ticketmaster.com. Oh, you thought we wasn't going to get it right? He's on fire.